the last dance with michael jordan oh that was my, yeah, that's crazy my favorite series <laughs> You are now you are entering, entering Preform. Prepare to perform. perform. A podcast created to explore the inner workings of high-profile performers. Conversations reveal what separates them from the average human. Buckle up. Buckle up. My next guest is the senior mental conditioning coach at IMG Academy in Bradenton, Florida. utilizes evidence-based mental skills training to serve student-athletes and coaches. His mission? Help others develop into the best version of themselves. He completed graduate studies in the field of kinesiology at the University of Tennessee, concentrating in sports psychology and motor behavior. He's also a certified mental performance consultant through the Association of Applied Sports Psychology. Let's just say this guy is next level. Without further ado, here's my conversation with the one and only Michael Urban. It's a unique situation how I found this field and, and makes me kind of believe in my purpose more because I got here this way. But you know, I grew up in Northwest Indiana, uh, about 30 minutes outside of Chicago. And kind of, I grew up in a, in a family of teachers and coaches. My dad was a high school basketball coach for 25 years. My mom was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. My oldest brother's a basketball coach in, in Indiana now. So our, our family's just teachers and coaches. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's, that's kind of how I grew up and played four sports in high school. Uh, so I played football, basketball, baseball, golf, and ended up getting, um, I had five concussions in just under two years. And this happened like towards the end, uh, end of my junior year. So going into my senior year, they were like, yo, you're done with everything but golf. And I was like, you know, obviously took that really hard, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, it was like, okay. And, and went through, went through some tough times then, uh, and obviously struggled. And, you know, when you're, when you're growing up with all your friends and everything, you play sports your whole life and that's your senior year and you're like watching from the sidelines. It's just, right. it's tough. It's tough. And, and you go through where you want to go to college and, and I think that's where my journey into sports psychology started. I had no idea what it was at the time. I had no idea that it existed, um, mm-hmm. you know, so I wasn't quite sure. And uh, I went to, I did my undergrad at Florida Gulf Coast University. Uh, and I, I spent three years working with the basketball team there. And one thing I knew is I just loved being ingrained in a team. Like I just, I wanted to be, even though I couldn't play, I just, I just want to be around a team. I want to be mm-hmm. around a, a unit. And, you know, my first job with Florida Gulf Coast was uh, as a manager and it started with literally like wiping up sweat when people fell and leading the country in rebounds every day. Wow. Like you're grabbing thousands of boards, <laughs> rebounding for guys a day. I'm like, I'm like, man, my Dennis Rodman 2.0 or what? You know, so, uh, you know, and, and doing that in my mind was like, and it was hard. Like, it's hard to do that and, and come in and say, okay, like this is your role. And there's just like, you know, if, if this is what the team needs to be better and this is what, this is what the coaches are asking, like, I'll be the best white weapon wiper in the country. Mm -hmm. I'm going to be the best rebounder in the country. Like, this Mm -hmm. is what I got to do to be a part of it. I'm in. Right. And, um, you know, I ended up working my way up to, you know, uh, doing a lot of their video work my senior year and and helping with more of the scouting and and those things and, um, with guys. So it was good to to kind of progress through that. But, uh, what happened? So I did, 
uh, resort and hospitality and tourism management. That's what I started in for my undergrads. It's like, oh, it sounds good. You know, Florida Gulf Coast was like a top three school for it, you know, yeah. and um, did two internships with it and realized this just, just wasn't where I wanted to be. And so this is where the story gets a little weird, right? So uh, my roommates, two of my roommates at Florida Gulf Coast had went to IMG previously and played basketball at IMG. And they kept saying, or I'd just be talking to them and kind of boosting them up, more than motivation guy, you know, like, let's listen to this. <laughs> and uh, they kept saying, they're like, yo, you're like our mental coach. You're like our mental coach. And I'm like, bro, there's a mental coach. Like, never, like, what, what are we talking about? You know, mm-hmm. and they were like, yeah, we were at IMG. We had this guy um, that, that was our guy. And one of the guys was like, hey, I'm going to put you in contact with them. I was like, oh, that'd be fantastic. And at the time, it was, so it was Josh Lifrak was the guy that was at IMG and he just went to the Chicago Cubs. Mm. And so I had a phone call with him. I remember I was staying outside my, my apartment uh, halfway through my junior year on a phone call, like 30, 45 minute phone call. And he told me all about it. And I, I hung up the phone. I was like, this is it. Yep. Like, this is what I've been looking for. You know, like, did I just invent sports psychology? <laughs> and, you know, like, am I, am I going to be on a yacht here soon? Maybe. Like, you know, like, um, you know, so, so went literally the next day and talked to my advisor um, and changed my major to psychology. Mm. I was like, all right, I'm going to do my undergrad in psychology. I'm going to do a master's in sports psychology. Mm. Took nine credits that summer, get caught up. I still got done in time. 18 credits my final semester of senior year just to get it done. I was like, I, I want to go. Yep. yep, this is yep. what I want, man. This is what I'm doing. Um, you know, so and stayed in contact with him and then, um, you know, applied and ended up going to the University of Tennessee for grad school. I'm not sure if it's made its way there, but, you know, people say Tennessee's the Harvard of the South. So, I mean, dude, I'm, I'm trying to get that trend going, you know. Where are you going? Yeah, good SEC rival. But, um, and ended up going there. And just, just even like a smaller thing was my best friend growing up um, was a baseball player and he was playing in the Chicago Cubs organization at the time. Mm. And so he was playing double a, which is out where I was at. Mm -hmm. And so he then hooked me up with lift rack as well. So then I would go out to to the double a games and meet with him and just kind of keep the connection going and the conversations going. Um, And I knew, you know, from when I, when I changed my major and what I was doing is I wanted to go, I wanted to be at IMG. I wanted to work Mm -hmm. at IMG and I wanted to be in sports psychology. And, um, you know, even further, which is really, really ironic. My advisor at Florida Gulf Coast that I changed my major with that, that I met met with all the time. Mm-hmm. He got a job at Tennessee and was my advisor at Tennessee when I was there. Seriously? At grad school. So just 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 weird. What? Yeah, weird stuff, man. Like, that's like wild. weird stuff. Yeah. Man. So that's a long-winded journey, man. Sorry. <laughs> I, no, I, I love, love it. Stuff. Before we get into IMG, though, I want to go just a half a step mm-hmm. back to those influential days of, you know, wiping the sweat and getting the rebounds, but more specifically those video sessions. Do you feel like mm-hmm. now the work you're doing at IMG, do you ever think back on how that could have given you a lot of early training before you even got into grad school and learning more about the applied side, just watching athletes from that standpoint? Yes, absolutely. Like no, like no doubt, you know, watching that and just you're cutting film for 12 hours a day. Like this right. is what you're doing. You know, right. like you're cutting film, you're doing scouts. People need highlight tapes. People, you know, coaches want different clips pulled. And, you know, so you're watching that all the time. And number one, it helped me with a deeper understanding of basketball. And I felt like my basketball knowledge was good growing up in Indiana and, you know, with my dad and brother being involved in the game. 
But then being around guys like Coach Dooley and those guys at that level, it's like, man, I didn't know anything about the game. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a whole different level. Like, you know, I remember one of the first practices, I was listening to him and he stopped the play. And I was like, I, I'm sitting there, I'm like, oh, I look good, man. We're going to be good this year. Like, just looking at one play. And Dooley rattles off, like, ten different things that he saw in that play. And what's going wrong? Who was here? <laughs> and I remember sitting there, I was like, how did he see all that? Like, right. what are we doing? You know, exactly. like, um, but just watching that. And what's what's interesting now is a lot of my one-on-one work with the guys is that at IMG with the basketball program, we'll go into huddle. And we'll mm. watch clips and we'll pull clips. Like, what are you thinking here? What? what would you want to be thinking here? What's, mm-hmm. what's going on? Why did you respond this way after the situation? I think just knowing more what to look for in films and then mm-hmm. being able to talk to the guys about it and, you know, and then send them clips of how maybe guys in the NBA respond or how guys in college respond. It's like, Hey, you're going to play here. This is how they handle the situation. Why can't this be you right now? You know, we, we talk about those events. So I feel like that gave me such an advantage to, to my work now. Well, what's really interesting about this, I mean, you have a background in four sports in high school, two of which you are now coaching at the mental conditioning level, but they're very different sports. You have basketball, a team sport, you're relying on four other athletes on the floor, plus your entire bench and your coaching staff, golf, you're out there by yourself. Mm -hmm. Can you speak to what that's like working with athletes from a team base versus an individual base? Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's a, it's a big shift, man. Like even the, like for me, the way I walk into the gym and the way I like interact with those people is way different than the way I walk out on the course. Like, it's just, it's a different uh, environment from even from when you start walking in. Um, mm. And, you know, we do, we do a lot of team stuff with basketball. We, we guys want to be close from, we connect you got five people, one ball, what team scores more, you know? Right. And um you know, but, but you go out to golf and it's so interesting. I've started all of our individual conversations with guys and a lot of them have asked, they said, well, what's different? Like, what do you work on in basketball? Like, what do you, you know, what, what do you do there and what's different for golf? And the hardest thing with golf is they get, they're so critical of themselves and they're so, they have so much time to think about it. You know, right. when you're actually walking the fairways or walking the rough, if your ball's over there, walking right. in someone's backyard <laughs> to pick that up, be like, my bad, I hit a provisional. Yep. Um, you know, <laughs> it's it's so different. And it's so funny because we're, we're trying to put them in a team environment a little bit. Like I just came off a session right now and we put them in groups of two. We wanted to do more like a Ryder Cup format and get them thinking because, you know, they had just experienced that. Mm-hmm. And a kid hit a shot. And we were playing like, you got to keep it in the fairway. You miss the fairway, you take off, go go touch a lap real quick and come yep. back, heart rate up. And a kid missed a shot. He turned around right away and looked at his teammate and said, I'm sorry. Mm. And it was just like, why did you say that to him? And he's like, well, because we're in a team environment. I said, if it was just you playing to yourself right now, like just you and you hit that shot, what would you be saying? And he's like, oh, I'd cuss myself out. I'd throw my club like it would be, you know, whatever. And so, wow. you know, then we started talking about like, why do you treat other people so well? And then what are you really saying to yourselves and how can we, how can we switch that up for golf? And cause you have so much time and how you gotta, you gotta be your own best caddy out there is what we talk mm-hmm. about sometimes. Like what would your ideal caddy be like? And you need to talk to yourself like a caddy's talking to you. Obviously we don't mm-hmm. have caddies right now, but just, right. just to start thinking about that. So they're very critical of themselves. What is life like for a student athlete? I- IMG amazing <laughs> amazing for i'm like man i wish my high school was like this but uh <laughs> so so I'll, I'll speak to our basketball teams right now they go they wake up uh you know get breakfast 6 45 7 uh and then they'll get into into class for that whole morning about 7 30 to 12 uh they'll get done at 12 they will 
go eat lunch. They'll go get their treatment, whatever they need. Uh, and then one third to three 30, they're doing uh, strength and conditioning. So they'll be mm-hmm. in the weight room and they'll be out on that turf doing conditioning. And then three 30 to five 30, they'll practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we'll get in a, a full team practice after that. They'll go get treatment again. They'll go eat food. And then we have open shooting time. So your shooting time might be like eight o'clock at night. You know, we can come in for an hour and, you know, guys just come get two, 300 makes in. It's very mm-hmm. light, very light, just mm-hmm. working on, on making shots. Do that. Go back, finish up your homework, go to bed, do it again. Repeat. Yep. It's a, it's a routine around here. Yeah. Repeat. And so in regards to this basketball team, what's the season like? Are they playing other teams within their conference, within their high school district? Are they going and playing upper level teams in the AAU level? What does that look like as far as competition yeah. is concerned? <clears throat> so for IMG, we, we, we don't compete in the Florida High School Association just because we are of the way we train in the schools. So mm-hmm. we'll play a lot of local high school teams, but they cannot compete in a, in a sectional or a, a state title. Right. So okay. um, with our national team, we just joined a conference, the NIBC, uh, and that's got like the top 10 teams in the country. Wow. And we're going to play. You're going to play a 10 game conference schedule. We're going to have a championship. And then the ultimate goal for that team is to win a national championship. And mm-hmm. so that'll be hosted by Geico, which is in April. Uh, and that's the top 10 kind of invite teams. And, and it's a gauntlet and go, go win three games and you're, you're in a good position. So right. that's the goal for them. Uh, for our other high school teams, it's, it's uh, you, you play, <clears throat> you play local high schools, you go, you travel a couple of trips, you go play other really good high schools, you play in good AAU events. And you're mm-hmm. just you're going to get a ton of basketball games in, ton of wow. basketball games. Like we'll play, probably play 25, 30 in a season. And then in our spring, we go send like AAU teams out from IMG and go play. So that's awesome. Yeah. What's the placement like for these student athletes as far as the next level is concerned? Are they, you know, looking into collegiate sport? Are they going straight to international professional? Are they going into their national teams? I know they're from all over the world. So what does it look yeah. like as far as the next steps concerned? Yeah, it's it's interesting. So we have about 80 countries represented, right? That come through and and so some of the some of our guys go back and play for their country and, and go play professional over there after they're done. Mm-hmm. Um some guys pursue the college route uh and then some guys will will pursue just an overseas deal if, if they can or you know there's different leagues coming up that guys might go play in, but um I think everybody's main goal, a lot of people, a lot of the athletes I work main goal is to, to go to school and play, play basketball at the next level. And they don't, mm-hmm. some care, but, but most of them are like, I just want to play college basketball. And right. It's, you know, whatever level that looks like. And I think it's great. And you have your conversations about getting a good, um, good education that comes with it too, looking, looking at where you're going to play and stuff, but they're, they all work extremely hard and they, they do everything they can to set themselves up for success. So how does this model differentiate with the golf team and the golf, the individual golfers themselves? Yeah, I think, um, you know, so just even the way we set up mental, right? Like, like golf, or um, we do, <clears throat> excuse me, we do for basketball team sessions mm-hmm. uh, and I'll do individual sessions with our guys like as needed. Um, our golfers, we have fewer team set group sessions, you should say. Right. Uh, and then there are, a lot more individual session based, right? Because everybody's okay. kind of different. Um, and that might look like for me, I try to go over to the putting green and can we just can we putt while we're talking? Can we chip mm-hmm. while we're talking? You want a longest drive competition while we're talking, you know, mm-hmm. just get them in that environment and uh really try to represent more of the pressure and stuff that they'll be feeling in a tournament if you can get them in some kind of putting contest. Um, and so basketball is more team sessions, more, you know, if it's after practice, can I get them for 10 minutes? Can I get them 
you know, for 15 here. And then, you know, we get in the classroom some, and then I'll run basketball drills on court um, with our basketball athletes to try to represent uh, a learning environment for them and try to increase the mental skills application for it. So clearly it goes without saying you have a lot of stuff going on. Your schedule is absolutely insane, Michael. What do you do to make sure that the Michael battery is charged so you're able to be of service to these athletes? Yeah, that's a, that's a great question, man. And I'm, I'm trying, I'm trying to find a balance. This is going into year three at IMG for me, uh, something that, that I worked on, but I've gotten really good. Uh, I've gotten better. We'll say mm. better. There's room for growth there. I've gotten better at, uh, when I get home at night, um, I'll just put my work phone away mm-hmm. and I'll just like, all right, I'll touch it tomorrow morning. And, you know, the other thing is, and, and some nights it does happen when you're working until 1am, 2am, and you just got to get stuff done for the next day. And, but I'm trying to be a lot more intentional with, you know, if, if it doesn't get done today, it's, it's okay. I, okay. I can do it tomorrow. It, the main things, the main thing for me is which uh, working with athletes and, and helping them. And, and that's, that's why I do what I do is to help people that are really like I want to help them achieve things. I want to help them and be really effective in what I do. Um, you know, so I, I have to kind of accept that. The other thing I've been trying is weekends are weekends, like not trying to, <laughs> it's so hard, man. I'm like, I'm like, no, like you want to schedule one-on-ones, uh, you know, obviously we'll start when we get in basketball season, it'll be different because we'll have practices and games and stuff. But like Saturday night, like just don't touch anything. Just, mm-hmm. you know, just, just, just watch Notre Dame, watch the bears, on Sundays, like, you, you know, kind of do, you know, you can watch Tennessee and, uh, you know, just try to do that stuff. And I, uh, one other form of self-care I do a lot is, is golf. Mm-hmm. I love playing golf, like just getting out there. I really feel like I'm just at peace out there. So if I can get out for a round or something, that's, that's something I do, but it's, uh, it's an evolving process and one of that course, I certainly yeah. need. The, the hardest thing to do is say no, I think, you know, mm-hmm. I struggle with that. Um, you know, someone reaches out to you, Hey, can we, can we get tomorrow? And I'm like, I got 15 open minutes in my schedule. Yep. Come through. Like this yep. is like, there yep. goes my only 15, you know, yep. it's just, you never want to not help somebody. Yeah. Diving a little bit deeper from the cognitive side, the mental conditioning side. I mean, looking in the mirror, what are some practices that you implement daily to ensure that, you know, your service to these athletes is at the highest of level? What are you doing there? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. There's, there's a, there's a few different things. Um, I read a lot of research articles and I listen to a lot of podcasts. So I, I drive, my drive's like 30 to 40 minutes in each mm-hmm. day. And then I like with the traffic and the snowbirds in Florida, <laughs> like it's just, it's a lot. So, um, I, I listen to a ton of podcasts and I get, I get ideas from that. Like, that's where I get my ideas. And then if I'm watching, uh, games at night, I hear about different things, um, mm-hmm. or I'll see different things. I'm like, Oh, what are they thinking? How can we do this for us? to make sure you kind of stay, stay fresh. Um, the other thing I talked to a lot of coaches, um, at IMG, I'm really close to our coach at IMG, but also in the college world and the high school world and just pick their brains and stuff. And they're just conversations on what they're thinking. And then, you know, if I get an idea, I'll go see, all right, what can I do from this? What kind of research can we bring into this? Mm. Um, I work really closely with a few people. We have a, we have a team of 11 people, um, on our team. So to, to kind of bounce ideas off them, uh, and collaborate with them. We do 10 month performance plans, uh, to kind of set up the whole year. Here's where we want to go. And they adjust as the year goes, but, uh, just get different ideas from different people. So I work, I work really closely with some people on our team and they keep me fresh, keep me challenged. And, uh, mm-hmm. hopefully I do the same for them, but yeah, those, those are different areas for me. 
I know at the outset you mentioned it's in your blood, literally it's in your genetics, being a teacher, being a coach. And as you mentioned at the outset, you just got a promotion. So huge, you know, tip of the hat there. I want to leave you with this question and you can just drop this mic off with the audience. Where is Michael Urban in the next decade? Let's go out 2031. Where are you at? What are you doing? What is your primary you know, motive of communication and dissemination and, and coaching as a whole? What does that look like? Mm-hmm. Man, what a question to go out on. I love that. Uh, you know, that's, that's something, it's evolved for me, right? It's, it, it's changed. And I think, you know, when I first, when I first found out this field, I was like, I want to work with pro athletes. And I think a lot of people think that coming into their pro field, right? Like you want to work with pro athletes. And as I evolved, like I had some really good experiences that you Tennessee. Uh, I coached basketball for three years there. I taught at the University of Tennessee. So I, I should say I coached basketball at a middle school and a high school there. I didn't coach at the University of Tennessee. So I want to appreciate the clarity sure through. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's not say I was an SEC coach or anything. Um, <laughs> you know. However, I did teach a golf class at the University of Tennessee. So I always tell people like, "Yo, I coached golf." At, at there you SEC. go. <laughs> you know, that's legit. Class. But um. And I, and I started to realize like the impact you can have on people. I worked with youth athletes and high school athletes. And I was like, I just, mm-hmm. I love it, man. Like I'm not, you know, the, the pro stuff will happen when it happens, uh, if it does happen. And um, I really got ingrained with like, I want to be really good where I'm at. I want to work as hard as I can where I'm at. I want to be the best version of Michael Urban that I can be. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's what inspires me. I'm like, as much I love Tiger Woods, as much I love Michael Jordan, I would never trade places with any one of them because I like uh-huh. me. Yeah. And uh, I really started taking that mindset. I'm going to work as hard as I can, do, do what I can to get there. And, you know, started at IMG with a, a summer internship to full time to last, last weekend, promoted to a senior mental coach role. And, um, you know, when I think about the future, I get wildly excited. Yeah. I, get, I, I love it, man. Like, I, I love thinking about it. But, um, you know, I think my process of working as hard as I can where I'm at right now will set me up really good down the road. And, and one of the ways I've really implemented this is through the feedback and learning that I've taken from everybody here and at Tennessee. And, you know, I think people like feedback or they say they do until they, you know, until they get something they don't like, then they don't like it. <laughs> then it's like, oh, wait, I didn't, I didn't want that. Tell me how good I am. And I've gotten really good at, at, at trying to ask people from other departments, ask me, hey, what you think? You know, ask coach. I, I have exit interviews with a lot of our players at the end of the year. Like, what do you mm-hmm. think about mental? Where are we at? Where can we go forward? And you know, I tell people like, you know, if I hate this process with all these great people I have around me and giving me the feedback and stuff, like I like me a lot mm. in 10 years. <laughs> like, I don't yeah. know, you know, so, um, awesome. you know, to think about, sorry, emotional, to think about um, for in my 10 year process, my goal is to help people at a really high level. Mm-hmm. And I mean that as like a really high effective rate, not necessarily the NBA ideally for me to get into a, a college realm a professional sport realm i want to have the biggest amount of impact i can on people and what inspires me about people uh even in college and, and mba and working in there is is the platform that they have to reach other people so i think now like if we can help people at that level and i can do my best work with those people they can have an impact on so many other people. And, and at the end of the day, it's just, we're all here to help each other. Mm-hmm. And so hopefully that's, that's in a position that I'm in, uh, in 10 years, 2031, man, which it is, uh, going to be interesting, but yeah, some, some kind of platform to, to help as many people as possible. And I've always said to it at the back end of my career, I want to write a book and I want to be a motivational speaker. Those are my two things like New York Times bestseller, check that out the list. And, 
and Jabba Johnson's speeches. Man, there you have it. I mean, you could be like a spokesperson just for preform talking about dropping a pebble in the bucket and watching that ripple try to change the world one step at a time. So I'm looking forward to it in your future. Where's the best place to follow your journey? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I can be reached on Twitter or Instagram at M underscore Urban, which is U-R-B-A-N 14. Uh, Or you can feel free to reach out to me through email. It's it's just, it's michael.urban at img.com. Uh, but I, I love, love connecting with people, love, love reaching out to people and just anything I can do from there, but definitely, um, Instagram, Twitter, email, or LinkedIn as well. Michael Urban, uh, LinkedIn. Awesome. And Michael, full disclosure to the audience. That's exactly how we connected the infamous world of LinkedIn. Yep. So I appreciate your transparency and your willingness to be on the show, man. Thanks again. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, man. I really enjoyed it. Are you ready to optimize? Perform Humans is the evidence-based approach to optimal performance, health, and well-being. The platform collaborates globally with a variety of high-profile performers, corporate executives, elite athletes, first responders, and military personnel. Perform Humans offers private consultation and live webinars designed for individuals, small groups, and large audiences. Visit perforhumans.com for more information.